You're listening to Things That Make You Go Woo. I'm your host, Emily, also known as Emily and Her Stars. I am a professional medium and astrologist. And when I'm not busy helping my clients, I have a passion for learning about the woo. From history to current events, interviews, and monthly energy reports, I hope this podcast makes you go woo too. Oh my goodness. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. It is June. Oh my gosh, or at least almost June. We're right on the very edge. And I have been absent since April. I have to say it was a very nice break and much needed, completely unplanned. Nothing bad happened. Nothing I thought uh, or predicted uh, my May might turn out like, but it was a very much needed and required rest and reset. As many of you know, we had a gigantic lunar and solar eclipse cycle that started at the very tail end of April, and it was in the Taurus and Scorpio axis. I am a Taurus sun, and so I think I was surprised and a little caught off guard even by how much this this eclipse cycle would affect me. And it wasn't necessarily bad. Like I've said, it just was surprising. And there were a lot of downloads for me, a lot of opportunities to connect with people. And so I'm going to cover all sorts of things today. One, a recap of what's been going on. Um, Two, a little excitement of things coming over the summer. And then the third thing we're going to talk about is the Cosmic Report for June. So let's grab that cup of tea, snuggle in, and get started. Now, where exactly did I go? Well, like I said, May was heavy in the eclipse season. And I think a lot of people from what I've talked to have felt that things were strange. Not only did we have Mercury in retrograde for the entire month, but we also, along with the eclipse, had what I think was maybe one of the biggest factors that surprised me. But we had Mars, our planet of action, hanging out in the dreaming, lovely, watery sign of Pisces. And Pisces has us get into our minds and has us sort of escape from reality. And I really think for me, that's a big portion of what happened. I was ready to withdraw. I was ready to go into my mind and into my own personal space and just take some time to reflect And there were days where I very much felt like I was underwater, uh, both literally and figuratively. Things were moving slowly or my mind was moving slowly. I felt almost like I was in parallel universes or something at the same time. It was very different energy. And I've even talked to um, listeners and friends that said, In some ways, the astrology in May affected them more than astrology ever has before, that sometimes they don't resonate with astrology just on a day-to-day 
aspect of their life. You know, the moons come and go and they feel pretty stable, but whatever it was that was in May was a lot. And I just wanted to confirm that for people and to say you're not alone and to say that I really have sat with the idea of changing my monthly offering from a forecast to simply a cosmic report. Because what's so important is for each and every one of us to understand how our unique sun and star signs are affected by what's going on. It is not the same for each individual person. And so there's almost a sense of responsibility that comes with understanding who you are and how those outside elements are going to affect you. And so I'm going to be doing, I think, a summer series on the elements and understanding your own elemental makeup. Because for me, it is the most profound and most integral part of astrology from an evolutionary standpoint. And that's really my focus in astrology is the soul's evolution. What is our journey in this lifetime? How are my stars and my cosmic makeup affecting me in this lifetime compared to others? And so I want to help each and every one of my listeners to understand their own individual and unique blueprint, as well as take the reins of what's going on in the stars and harness it for your own betterment. Because there are always going to be some, there's always going to be something going on in the heavens, right? Every day, there's another aspect, another angle, another something, And it affects each and every one of us so uniquely that our experiences are not all going to be the same. And so if you glided through this eclipse and you felt empowered and excited, that is fantastic. And I am so excited for you. And if you went through this eclipse and you feel like you got punched in the gut and rolled around in the dirt a little bit, amen, I hear that too. (laughs) So... Moving forward, I'm going to be calling this the monthly cosmic report. And I just want to say thank you to all of you who are listening for all of the letters and messages, the questions that I've gotten. I try to respond to you all individually, and I think I will start saving them and doing them um, in a monthly Q&A. So lots of things happening over on this end. Now, what else happened in May for me personally? Well, I, during this sort of (laughs) unintended time off, I had also scheduled a retreat to uh, a dear friend in Utah, who I was in a development circle with, Karen Hibble. Shout out to you, Miss Karen. She has had a calling to put together some retreats and wanted to kind of test the waters with people that were going to give her honest feedback and just, you know, surround her in an an opportunity to test and try things out. And so I took my dear friend Katie and we jumped a plane and we headed to Salt Lake and we were able to meet with Karen at her beautiful home in Midway. And what happened there was not only magical. Yes, 100%. The opportunities we had to connect and talk with one another and spend time just focusing on our own 
internal energies. I think so many times as light workers, as those of us who are helping others understand their own gifts, their intuition, we're trying to understand what ours are and want so many light workers want to help others. We're in this place of service and our desire is to feel others energy to help them feel seen. And so it was a great opportunity that weekend for us to spend time on ourselves for a change. And during one of these fantastic offerings, we had a sound bath. And for those of you who have never done it, it's not literally a bath, there's no water involved. (laughs) But you are sort of energetically bathed in sounds, whether these are from drums or crystal bowls, we had wave drums, we had, oh, all sorts of magical, magical things. So you're in a place of meditation, and you're just listening to these sounds and allowing your mind to be free. During this, I had really a profound download and something that I wanted to share with you today before the report, because I think it all ties together. When I was starting the podcast and had Melinda on, if you haven't listened to her episode and her near-death experience, it's beyond fascinating, and I think of it often. But she mentioned in her episode and her interview that on the other side, when someone passes away, there is a musical tone that is played in the cosmic fabric of life. And that this tone is individual. And it is part of a cosmic song that's playing on the other side. And so as I was laying there thinking about these sounds that I was hearing, both internally and externally, and they were vibrating through me, I had the idea that astrology, right, each planet, we know now on a scientific level has its own frequencies and vibrates in its own special way. And that is carried throughout the universe. And so what if we were to think that as all of these planets are aligned and moving, that at the very moment you are born, you are cosmically imprinted with the frequency that is created by these planets, their own frequency, where they are located, the house or energetics that they're passing through on their way to you, and that all of these combined create your own personal note. And that astrology is really here to help you understand your own musical tone and what you are innately gifted with in this lifetime. And so I just wanted to share that memory and that insight with you because I've come back to it over and over again these last few weeks. And as I was preparing for today's episode, I thought, That's really at the heart of why I want to change this from a forecast to a report, because each and every single one of us are unique in our stars, in our vibration, in our sound, and in our journey. And I want you to take less from my astrology report of treating it like a weather report. This is going to happen on this day, though it's going to be windy, it's going to be hot, it's going to be cold. And take it from an energetic standpoint of it may be how others are affected. 
And it also, while it may be a difficult point for others, could be a really beautiful day for you. And so I just invite you to lean into that this month as we are moving forward into Gemini season. And so let's get started. Gemini is the third sign in the zodiac. It is represented by the twins. But it's really this idea of making links. So Gemini is about communication. It's ruled by Mercury, which is sharing and thinking and absorbing. But what air energy, of which Gemini is an air sign, is really about combining, it's listening, combining the things that you hear, and then sharing it in your own new and interesting perspective or your new way. Right? The idea is that there are no new ideas. There's nothing new under the sun. There's just our version, which is maybe taking those three or four things, combining them in a new way, interpreting it in a different way, and then resharing it. And that is what the essence of Gemini is. It's not this idea of twin flames or of the good and the bad, the dark and the light. It's more about making sure that you use your words. It is our responsibility in this lifetime to learn how to speak. We come in as a soul and a body, and we're trying to unite them together. And what better way to do that than literally through our voices? This is how we combine the two aspects of ourselves into one. And so this Gemini season, I really invite you to ask questions, to get curious. So many times in a conversation, we're listening to someone waiting for our opportunity to share in return. But what if this month instead, you find yourself simply asking follow up questions, when someone offers an experience in their life, ask them a deeper question about it. What did it make them feel like in that moment? If they could represent that feeling in a color, what would it be? Just to sink a little deeper into understanding one another. Now, one really profound piece that kind of came to me during all of this was the the idea that just because you're feeling something doesn't mean you have to act on it instantly, right? So much of what we are here to do is to absorb information and then let it come out of us in our own unique way. And Gemini is so excited to share. It can hardly stand it. Sometimes Gemini gets a bad rap, almost like Scorpio, because they can tend to be intense. But this intensity comes from asking questions that others sometimes don't. And how many of us are comfortable asking repeated questions? Maybe not everybody. But on the other hand, can you think of the last time you truly felt seen? Was it in a therapy appointment with your therapist where she was asking you really deep and insightful questions? Or was it when you were at a bar talking about, you know, current events and what's happening in the Johnny Depp trial? Chances are you really remember what happened in your therapy session more because those were questions. 
I just want to ask you during Gemini season this year to really see how interconnected we all are. We are on the precipice of having to change almost everything about our society in one way or another, not only from forced changes, but because we want things to improve. Now on the late evening of May 23rd, um, early morning of May 24th, depending on where you were, Mars, our planet of action, like I said, moved into the sign of Aries. Aries is that first fiery sign in the zodiac that's about action and passion. And it is that gut instinct that kicks in and just allows things to happen, whether it's for survival or instinct. And as many of you are fully aware, and I won't go into vast amounts of details, but there was a terrible shooting that day in Texas. And so many young ch- children and their teachers lost their lives. But from an astrology standpoint, this literally was the day when actions were called upon to come from a fiery and instinctual place. And so this young gentleman probably in some ways felt the extra energy, the extra push of being told to act on what he thought was appropriate. Now, all of us are feeling that in one way or another, correct? But how we choose to use it is up to ourselves. And this is where I want you to go with astrology. I want you to lean into what's happening in the sky and how you're going to choose to use it. Because we all have the same energy and frequency coming at us. And we could choose to be really angry and drive in traffic with just anger and to go as fast as we can to get where we need to go. Or we can simply say, I am so lucky and so blessed to be in a car in the sunshine on this beautiful day with a great podcast or some great music. And if I'm there five minutes late, it's not going to matter. Each of us have a twin within ourselves. The one that's willing to act now impulsively and the one that's willing to wait a moment, adjust to the situation and then act. There is no number one truth. There is only our each and individual, our own truth. And the more we ask questions with one another, the more we attempt to connect, the more we see that we are all the same. And that is what the world is missing right now. On June 3rd, Mercury finally ends its retrograde, its second of the year. And so the first or the third can be some of the strongest days of the retrograde that we've had thus far, mostly because as Mercury appears to almost come to a stop before starting to retrace its motion forward, it will make sort of a stagnant position in the sky. And this is where we get a little bit of intensity from it. So before things get better, we have these last few days, we have a little bit of a shadow period where it gets picking up speed again, and then we will finally be out of retrograde approximately the 13th. Now, not to be missed, on June 4th, literally the day after Mercury comes out, Saturn goes into retrograde and it will remain there until October 23rd. 
Now, this planet does it every year. This is its yearly retrograde dance, so not anything to panic about. And during these months, it's when we're really asked to reevaluate our boundaries and reexamine the rules we choose to personally follow. It's a little bit of a tough love placement, but just an opportunity for you to go inward. On June 6th, we have the sun and a beautiful, harmonious relationship with Chiron. Chiron is that pain point that we all have, right? That hidden wound that never fails to kind of get poked. But on the 6th, the sun will be there to remind you that you can't always live in fear of the pain, that the only way for it to get easier is to acknowledge it. This is a great day to book a session with a healer or even your therapist if you still have time to squeeze one in. On June 7th, we have the first quarter moon in Virgo. This moon phase, as any quarter moon, asks us to begin the act on the goals and intentions that we set on the new moon, which is actually happening today as I record this. Now, new moon in Virgo, or excuse me, first quarter moon in Virgo, this Virgo energy is the grounded place where you can observe the issues ahead of you and remove any unnecessary steps from your path. On June 10th, we have Mercury at ease with Pluto retrograde. So the planet of communication will be an attempt to feel comfortable today when Pluto asks for some much needed transformation. Now, Pluto is that guy that likes to shake things up. It's evolution, it's transformation, and it can sometimes do it in a fast way. Mercury likes us to be intellectual and likes to bring up tough conversations. So while this day may feel healing for some, for others of you, it could be a little painful and could force you into a direction that you hadn't anticipated. Completely personal and individual. On June 11th, Venus is in a strengthening position with Uranus. So that rebellious Uranus is always asking us to bring about change for our highest good. And Venus, our planet of love and value and desire, will be helping us to see that it's worth it to take those steps towards the change. On June 13th, Mercury, our communication planet will be moving into Gemini. And so this is almost going to feel like a double hit of of Gemini power. And like Gemini season is maybe even just finally getting started. Um, what will happen as as the sun is still occupying those last 10 degrees of Gemini season, we're going to get this extra added push to let our minds wander, get curious and share what we love. However, It can be easy to get distracted with a busy mind. So remember that this is an opportunity for that added boost of ideas. Journal, write them down, get them out, save them, voice note them, whatever it takes, but use it as an opportunity. If you don't clean the house for a couple of days because your mind is distracted, it is not the end of the world. (laughs) On June 14th, we have a full moon in Sagittarius. Now this is going to be a quieter full moon than we've had in a while. And it is a strawberry super moon. Strawberry because it's the last moon of spring. And super moon because the moon is actually physically closer to the earth than a typical full moon, which will make it also appear larger than normal. Now, Sagittarius is a fiery boundary stretching sign that asks you to reach beyond the obvious to expand your horizons. 
This is a time of culmination, celebration, and release. So take the time to appreciate how far you've come and how much you've learned. This is a great day for launching something, for charging crystals, and even making yourself some moon water. June 15th and 16th, we have Mars in a strengthening position with Chiron. So this is our old wounded friend Chiron is back again. And for these two days, you know, we may be facing some of our fears head on. If something's been holding you back, you may suddenly feel the energy boost to push forward. However, if this isn't used with wisdom, some of this energy to act from a place of insecurity and harm could cause people to lash out. So just be careful out there. On June 16th, we have the sun at ease with Saturn in retrograde. So how can your very self-identity help you today? By harnessing the power of that tough love monster Saturn, this is a great day for making progress and sorting through your options, adjusting goals, and really getting down to business. We have Venus in a strengthening position with the North Node today. This is more luck coming your way if you're really willing to step out of your comfort zone. And so much of our astrology this month is about that. And for some of us, it can be exciting. And for some of us, it can be really terrifying. So no matter how these energies leave you feeling, just know that you're being asked to stretch yourself. The north node of our future destiny, right, asks us to grow during this lifetime. And so Venus may be showing you some extra love today if you put in the work to reach it. We also have the sun in a conflicting angle with Neptune. And this is the heavy hitter of the day. You may feel some of that underwater energy again. Your mind may want to wander but life and reality and tough lessons might pull you back. So be careful of what's going on out there. Just hang in there. <laughs> on June 18th, Venus is in a conflicting angle with Saturn in retrograde. This is kind of another doozy of a day. The tough love and responsibility planet of Saturn will be making it hard for us to feel much comfort. Overwhelmed, tired, check, check. <laughs> So make sure you take some time for yourself and remember that this too shall pass. So that we've got right now, we're going the 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th, and 19th. I think all five of these days are going to be a little sketchy for some people. On the 18th, we also have Venus in harmony with Neptune. Now this can bring some softness to the whole thing because there's a chance you might be better able to escape into your mind and pretend the outside world isn't so harsh. Unfortunately, sometimes that can lead us to um, leaning into things that aren't so good for us to escape through, be it alcohol or other addictions. So yeah, just something to watch out for. On June 19th, the sun is in sort of a weak straining position with Pluto and retrograde. The only reason I bring this up because it is a little bit weak is just that it has again to do with the sun and our very self identity, where you will be asked to shift, evolve or transform just a bit. This is one of those days where we're asking you to pivot. You may find that something you always do just isn't working. <laughs> so do that little side shuffle and just keep on trucking right by it because it'll be okay. On June 20th, we have Mercury in a harmonious position with Jupiter. Communication 
is what's going to need a little bit of evolution today. So Mercury and Jupiter will have a positive influence on how you share ideas, but you're going to want to do it in a new and exciting way. We also have the last quarter moon in Pisces on the 20th. This moon phase invites us to identify what we want to remove, release, or pull our focus away from since the full moon started. With Pisces, you'll be influenced by your emotions and how things make you feel. Um, So this can be a great opportunity to bring out the tissues, put on a sad movie, and just sink into all the feels. (laughs) And what's interesting is this comes only one day before cancer season begins. And cancer babies, you know, I love you, but you are emotional. And as a girl with only one little lonely water sign, sometimes cancer season can be heavy. So as we're leaving this airy, sharing, exciting, curious energy of Gemini behind, we're making our way into Cancer, the water sign, and it invites us to get back in touch with our emotions. This is a beautiful time for healing and recovery as we really seek comfort and coziness for not only ourselves, but those we love. While you may feel the desire to stay close to home, This is a really great time to strengthen bonds with those people that are already in your life, right? This is chosen family, real family, the people that feel like family, all those things. This is why July is family reunion season, right? (laughs) And cancer is seen as the crab, the sign of the crab. And really what that represents is the idea that they are willing to protect those they love at any cost, right? That's that hard exterior, the claws that'll come at you and a little bit of trepidation, like don't get too close. But, and I always say this in my readings and people laugh, cancer really is like a garlicky butterball of love on the inside. They just want to receive love, share love, be in love, all of those pieces. And so while We have to take the time to sit with our emotions, make sure that you don't let them override other decisions for you during cancer season. And we will visit that more in the July cosmic report as well. Now also happening on June 21st, we have Venus at ease with Pluto in retrograde, um, The change and transformation thing that always comes up with Pluto, right? Well, today you're going to get some nice, loving, soothing balm from Venus. You might even crave the change if it gets you closer to a new shiny object of your desires. (laughs) On June 22nd, we have Venus moving into Gemini, and it's going to remain here until July 17th. So this is quite a road. Um, This is really where our collective values and desires will begin to focus on sharing what's on our minds more freely. Again, this is a great opportunity and time to get curious, listen to podcasts, read books, get social and look for the value in connecting with others. With all of this extra mental stimulation, you may find yourself multitasking and jumping around to lots of different things. This can bring up things, of course, during cancer season because cancer wants you to feel. So don't be surprised if in getting curious, you bring things to light that might not make you super happy. Or maybe they will make you very happy and there'll be tears of delight. 
But whatever it is, guaranteed there will be emotions running. On June 27th and 28th, we have Mars in a harmonious angle with Saturn in retrograde. This boost of energy is really going to inspire action and progress, right, towards making the changes that are needed, right? We need to make those in order to reach our next goal or the level of what our soul is calling us to do. We can't let our fears, worries, and insecurities keep us in a false sense of security. Just because it feels comfortable and we don't want change doesn't mean it isn't necessary and good. Mercury is also going to be in a harmonious angle with Chiron, that little pain point we've talked about. So this hidden wound, again, is going to get some mm, tension, so to speak, from communication. The only way for it to get easier is to acknowledge it. So this is another great day to book a session with a healer or therapist or someplace where you can talk it out. On June 28th, we have Neptune moving into a retrograde, also beginning its yearly cycle. And until December 3rd, our dreamy planet of highest ideals is going to really begin its retrograde dance in the heavens. And this is a time where we get to ask ourselves, what do we really, really want Because without that clear picture, we can't set goals or even begin to make progress. The good news is this dreamy retrograde lets us play around a bit and reconsider our options. So instead of starting with the end goal of having a job you love, instead, start with how you want to feel day to day and then build your life to support that. Take this time the rest of the year to investigate what lights you up. Exciting also on the 28th, we have a new moon in Cancer. And this is a great time to set those intentions on what you want to create and manifest next. So make the time and the space to tune into your soul, your higher self, your intuition, right? Cancer is going to be right there having you right in touch with your feelings and your emotions. And so just sink in and let it flow. We also have the sun in conflict with Jupiter on the 28th. And I like to say Jupiter is like Santa Claus. He wants to give you everything you want, but sometimes it's just a little too much. So this can feel like an optimistic day, right? The sun is not sure it wants everything that Jupiter wants to get it. So just don't let it run away from you. We also have Venus in a harmonious position with Jupiter. So this is a lovely combination of bringing in a sweet dose of chocolate, soft pillows, beautiful art, all the things that your heart wishes for. Just don't get carried away. And so that brings us to the end of the Astrology and Cosmic Report for June. I want to thank you all for listening and hanging in here while I've been gone for the month of May. Like I said, we have some very exciting interviews and more topics coming up. If you have any questions or anything you wanted me to discuss here on the monthly report, don't hesitate to send me an email. I love hearing from you. And as always, have a wonderful month. We'll see you on the other side. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. 
be sure to head over to emilyandherstars.com for more information about this episode, show notes, photos, and links to all of my current offerings. If you're kind enough to leave a positive rating and review, send me a screenshot and I'll give you 15% off your next session. Thanks so much and have a wonderful, woo-filled day. Bye-bye.